Welcome to Disrespectfully Agree with Oatman and LJ. I'm LJ Cross from me, Mr. Oatman. Peace to the planet, everybody. What's good? And Rezzy was still in the building, so we had him sit down at the mic. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me get back again. I love it here. This episode, we will talk about Mute from director Duncan Jones. He brought us such films as Moon, Oatman, not a fan. Phenomenal film. Of Moon. Oatman just You with us? He doesn't know. He, he just doesn't. That's my, impression of, that's my impression of being a mute. You uh, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you fell, fell asleep on Moon. All right. Fell asleep. Uh, I think I was laying on my wife's belly. It always puts me to sleep. Mm-hmm. I want to give you that visual. Next film, Source Code, a mixed bag for me, Oatman. Eh, I could have had a V8. Yeah, I can sit and watch it and just say, eh, okay. And then there's World of Warcraft. Mad as hell. I spent may, money on that. I it sp- may be up there with Schindler's List. Uh-huh. I, I mean, s- I don't I don't know which I like better. Both are about atrocities. Schindler's List. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Both are about other atrocities. Is it yeah. too soon? <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe a t- a touch too soon. Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, no, no, it was it was it was awful. Uh, a great example of a uh, film in which it cannot be deciphered or cannot be uh, distanced from its source material. If you if you haven't seen the game, I defy you to understand what the hell is going on. Geez, gentlemen, damn! I mean, at least you guys only lost time of your life. I lost time and money. I, to be fair, to see I, this. I, I have like, not seen the movie uh, World of Warcraft. <laughs> it brings us to this film, Mute, starring such actors as Alexander Skarsgård. Guard and Paul Rudd. Mike P. Rudd. That's what we call him in the hood. This film. Has he ever been to the hood, Mike? <laughs> Man's a killer. He's what probably been about? in neighborhoods. Does that count? Yeah. <laughs> Open, where are you at on this film? I uh, really, really, really like the beginning. Uh, and it's, it's the kind of a beginning that I would typically dislike. Explain what you mean by the be- what part. What are we talking about here? Uh, well, they basically show us uh, this, this gentleman who's uh, Amish. Something like that. Raised Amish, anyway. Yeah, raised Amish, and he sort of has a uh, a love affair with this club girl who has kind of a shady past. It takes place in Germany. It takes place in Germany in the future in a very sort of a multinational sort of society. It's a little bit of a dystopian kind of future. But I really bought the love story. I really liked it. I, I think they picked a really good actor to play the character who's mute. Because he, he can tell so many stories just with that face and those eyes. God, I know that sounds creepy, me saying it. But he, I just thought he was uh excellent in those quiet moments. I agree his eyes are creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was excellent in those quiet moments. And I actually bought the romance. I thought it was very sweet. Which was yeah, 20 minutes yeah. of the, the film. Part, yeah. That's yeah. over. Very quickly. Pretty quickly. Rezzy, where are you at on this? The film for me didn't wake up until actually Paul Rudd showed up. He and Justin Thoreau's character. Well, to be uh, fair, he's, he's in the, the movie right at the beginning. He's yeah. in the very beginning. <laughs> he's in the well, club. He's in the yeah. club sitting there at the table. Yeah, that, but that's with like, that what? really awful porn stash. Yeah, but we get to know. We get oh, to know the. That's uh, a porn stash <laughs> that's that's been going for. It's been multiplying for several generations. <laughs> as way beyond the porn stash, sir. <laughs> No, but I mean, we're, we're introduced to this guy who, as you said, is mute, his girlfriend, and we stay with them for a few minutes until we get to the club scene, because honestly, I thought they were going to do a little bit more with Noel Clark, and I'm a big fan of his, but, uh, and his guy was loud, rambunctious, I thought they were going to do something with him. They did come back to it, but not in the way I thought they would, they really stayed with the Paul Rudd and 
Justin Theroux thing. Most but, characters yeah. in this film are there because yeah. they're just parts of the. Yeah, we need these characters here yeah, for yeah. this yeah, they're devices, story they're, plot device. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. literary devices. Yeah. Barely, rarely do, do characters in here rise to the level of unique, interesting characters. There's really only one that jumps out other than the mute. And I like the girlfriend, but uh, the Paul Rudd's friend, collaborator. Uh, yeah. That was a disturbing yet yeah. fascinating. The pedophile, the, the, the yeah. role part. Yeah. Oh, I forgot yeah. to say, uh, spoiler. Ah, uh, hey, you remember? Hey, he remembered. <laughs> spoiler right. alert for uh, uh, this film, uh, Mute. We will spoil various aspects of it. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, the, the, the pedophile guy. I, I thought that was a fascinating depiction um interesting well their relationship certainly we have an abusive relationship here it's a, yeah. it's the man uh, paul rudd is abusive he's he's that abusive caricature if you, well maybe not caricature but certainly an <laughs> archetype you could go caricature perhaps yeah. no that was um, really the paul guy rudd. you know paul i it, i hit you because i love you and uh yeah. and now that i've hurt you i'm going to Make trying it better. to make it better kind of thing. It's a very abusive relationship uh, between those two. As the film progresses, it's their relationship that I think sort of provides the best scene in the movie, the most memorable. It's one that I'll actually remember from a fairly, you know, pedestrian film overall. But that scene where uh, Skarsgård stabs him through the throat. Spoiler alert. Yeah. He's laying down. And he's looking at the monitor of his pedophile a, buddy, yeah, going for his daughter. daughter. That oh my god, that the stakes. I was, was very concerned that the movie oh, was going to end there. Oh, that was such a disturbing scene, uh, and just really like oh, it was beautifully played though. I mean, they yeah, it was just it was very well played, I, and they they ended I mean, up taking like, it away I, I didn't expect. Yeah, uh, but the the that. That character is probably the most interesting, most complex. Yeah. Because he is such a disgusting, horrible dude who's also in love with a disgusting, horrible dude, but Paul Rudd. But Paul Rudd is also, and Paul Rudd is a monster, but he's also right half the time, but he's also just, he's a murderer. He's uh, abusive. He's a terrible individual for so many reasons. Not a bad dad. And a bad dad. And bad, or you say not bad? No, I mean, other than he keeps pedophiles around his daughter. But I mean, well, if, yeah. if I mean, we remove that. that. Now, there's the thing where he <laughs> seems surprised at this revelation about this guy. Are we to really believe that he was he, that taken he aback, know, that yeah. he didn't know? I mean, we've been with this guy for an hour, and we're already <laughs> well aware that this guy is yeah. a pedophile. Yeah. And Paul Rudd's surprised. Uh, in the doctor's uh, office, wasn't it? When he saw the uh, well, that's when he finally when he figured finds, it out. Yeah. But all of us are like, "Yeah, Paul, clearly a pedophile. no kidding." He's wearing a T-shirt that says "pedophile." Yeah, uh, oh, you yeah. should have known. He had to make that shirt. You can't buy those at any store. <laughs> but that character is incredibly complicated because of that relationship and how he feels about it. Yeah, it is abusive. He does hate this guy, but love him. He does want revenge. He does let him die. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe there's nothing he could have done. Yeah. But now, what do you think his purpose was? I mean, was it out of character for him to help uh, Skarsgård's character gain his voice back? Or that, there's where think? okay, let's get yeah, to it. I have no clue what that was. Here's here's what that was. Okay. Uh, bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have no was. clue what that was. It's bullshit, Rezzy. Before we started, you were talking about <laughs> how bullshit. why does this take place in the future? Wait, what's that? Yeah. Let me write that yeah. down. Okay. Bullshit. That's what it is. Got it. It doesn't need to take place. The only reason I, I was kept waiting. 
waiting for. Why is this a future? Why is this a sci-fi movie? Yeah. And it's not until that moment where he replaces his voice box with an artificial one does it become, oh, well, that's why it's in the future, because that, I guess. Uh, and so all the other trappings that don't really matter, don't mean anything, are there just so we can get to this point, which also doesn't matter. Yeah. The, the the bad guy wants him to say something, like apologize or say whatever. Yeah, he wants him to. Which means, I guess, he's crazy. He wants this thing to happen, so he does a surgery, and for whatever reason. It's just supposed to be beautiful or nice that we finally get to hear this guy speak to protect this girl or whatever. Awful. And it is, it is bullshit. It is. Okay. That's I, why it's in the future. That's why that happens. It doesn't work. It doesn't make sense. I would have rather them ended on the pedophile moment. I would have rather been just about the pedophile. Like you said, he's an interesting character. You, you right, we're we're going to take that clip yeah. out of context. So let me hear this. I want this movie so to let me be about straight. the pedophile. Rez, let me put this down. More pedophile. That's what no, I heard. It, it, that's what like I heard. more cowbell. More pedophile. More, that's yeah. what I heard. Oh, God. I really like this movie. If only it had pedophile. Oh, God, who are all those cops? That's for me? Oh, no. This is a good Marvel movie, but I mean, we couldn't slip in one pedophile? These mics are on. I don't know if you're aware. We're recording. uh, But no, like you said, he was an interesting character to just follow. I would have loved to have seen them do um, not so much going to his life, but just kind of keep it around him and how maybe he slowly gets caught, uh, the little mistakes that he does. We we really didn't need Skarsgård. It was a nice beginning, the but Skarsgård, they didn't really do much with The Skarsgård storyline is a guy who's just kind of stabbing in the dark. To, that just <laughs> Kind of walking things, around with wooden headboard posts. Well, no, that's well before <laughs> that. But that's uh, yeah. what, that's the movie's better there. It's Most of it yeah. is him like, all right, well, I'll, I'll go to this address. Maybe something's there. Oh, nothing's here. Well, let me, what's another place I could look? I, he's the worst detective. Yeah, I mean, it looked the like planet. they just had fun sending him to. Oh, I'm sending him here now. Oh, the, uh, we're gonna play with him and send him here now. And, yeah, yeah, I, I just, agree. It just you know, it has a really promising start. It just loses its way. It's like, oh, okay, I guess. Oh, he's going to another place and getting no results. Okay, I mean, I guess. Yeah, it, 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 most of the film is point. The Skarsgård character, his journey is no journey. He's just... A guy who happens to be there. It, this is the ultimate <laughs> problem. Not the ultimate. This, the biggest issue I have with the film is that the the relationship we like, and we're supposed to like it, between Skarsgård and uh, his love interest there, that's the story we want. And she's just effectively turned into a MacGuffin, a prop, which is, of course, not new for films or stories. But And they even make a joke. There's the old trope Gail Simone, comic book writer, uh, mentions happens all the time with... Fridging, oh, women in the refrigerators, women yeah, the women in refrigerator, yeah. and this literally has that moment <laughs> where he goes to the freezer, and that's where, <laughs> and that's where we think it, she's going to be, but of course, nope, she's not there. Oh, she's next to it. <laughs> you son of a, you unbelievable, son of a bitch. you son, I can't believe you. <laughs> No, we didn't fridge the girl. Oh, what? Well, we kind of. She's next to. We next to fridge the girl. No, but absolutely. they at least kept her hair blue. I mean, she was cold. Boo, wah, wah, wah. boo. <laughs> You're out of here. Yeah, I just remember when he's in that water and he screams up to the girl. I literally just that's so. It was forced as well because you think like he seems instantly concerned that she's dumb enough. Yeah, like she's going to just fall in the water. <laughs> like this is going to save her life. Don't 
Fall off the bridge. Oh, don't fall. Oh, thank Stay you, back. sir. What was that voice? Yeah, thank it, God the, you have a voice. The vocal cord advice <laughs> it kind of sound like a Cylon. Stay back. Just I was. Come re- close. I did not understand how gravity worked until just now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank goodness you I'm have a voice an idiot. now. Thank you. I didn't understand hand signal of step back yeah. either. That's a, that's foreign to me. But all that said. This is where I'm disgusting, as I still got teary-eyed at the end. What do you mean you got teary-eyed? The moment where he he sees the bracelet that the girl's wearing of all the little wooden things that he made. That, and then he hands her and another he, one. He gives he her another one. He hands her another one. He hands her a ball. It was touching. What was it? And of the, uh, of the, the grown seahorse. man handing seahorse, a child a ball. A seahorse, a carved seahorse on a charm bracelet thing. It, I, was that well, really touching? I give it... I, Possibly to take her to her grandmother. He was. Well, that's where he, she he was, was taking, taking her. her yeah, okay. to her grandmother. Oh, stop it! What? There's nothing touching about that. Look, you were the one who's telling me my heart is cold and empty. <laughs> it touched me a little. I felt a little something. All right, oh, stop it. It was a little touching. What about? So we don't like it. No, Oatman. I not I, only do I not like it, I don't respect it. Wow. I've had certain films that I don't like, but I do respect. I respect that they're trying to do something ambitious, and they're really. This thing tries to take shortcuts mm. and it tries to manipulate not through storytelling, but through cheap, cheap tricks. emotional tricks. Yeah. yeah. And so I didn't like I mean, that. And like you said, fair. the only reason that this is set in the future is for that scene where for no effing reason, he has to put a voice box in yeah. this guy. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly it. Uh, put him in a, a van and a, in a, in a and Jeep and they're driving and. He, Man, get out of here. To be fair, and also the 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 setup of the breathing, holding his breath, and the drinking oh, the water. Yeah, my God. It's like, this, this thing is, is almost gonna... bad enough to be a lifetime movie. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you listening, Stephanie? A lifetime movie. Oh, but man. to be fair, yeah, I was touched at the end. But I will admit, it's a cheap. <laughs> Look, I was. Look, I'm not allowed. I'm allowed to have a human moment. <laughs> but I will admit, it was that touches you. I will admit it was cheap. As, Look, sometimes as harsh co- as you are with every movie, that stupid scene and this stupid movie, that's what touches you. Even insurance commercials can be <laughs> a little emotional. Yeah, that Geico lizard makes me cry. Oh my god. Credit card commercials, you know, these people coming together <laughs> and, right, and expressing a, a genuine love and appreciation and affection for, Visa for one another. And MasterCard. Uh, and well, I, went, I went untouched no? at the end of this film. <laughs> I was uh, not but I, I will admit they're cheap. It was a cheap ploy, cheap trick. Sometimes it works. Not on you guys because you're cold as ice. Because <laughs> we're dead inside. Well, I'll put it like this. If you want a better movie about mutes people, try and look for it. I don't some, think uh, that's the issue. Well, yeah. but still, but if you want to see a mute-like movie. That's I was just so, saying like that. How come we a, don't got a good mute movie? Well, we got Miss 45, <laughs> if you want to see something with a little bit of action. And then a better one is uh, one that came out like mid-90s yeah, called Silent Mute, uh, Silent Witness. was a pretty good little movie that, um, that well, came out. It's got such a clever name. A, I mean, it's so yeah. subtle. Yeah. It was, it was cute. I, I kind of like that one. That was one of the better movies with people... Showing that they can actually act without having to say something expressive through face, well, eyes, that's, that kind of acting. That's, yeah, yeah so that's not the I issue. Like, I mean, I like Children that. of a Lesser God, obviously, another classic Wonderful example film. of that. Yeah. Oh, okay, um, yeah. 
But what I did and did not appreciate about this film is, unfortunately, the uh, few instances where they alluded to a much better movie. Because did you guys notice the uh, references to Moon in this? Obviously, there's lunar energy all over yeah. the place, but we actually see... I did see people in it sleeping. So what? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that uh-huh. reminded me. Uh-huh. Is that scene with and they're uh-huh. knocked out of sleeping? Uh-huh. No, but there were several moments where it, there were bits of news footage with the character played by Sam Rockwell from Moon at various times was in this. It's the same character from Moon. Having come back from that uh, yeah, whole after, thing. After yeah, the events of all Moon. Happened, yeah. He's there, and... I just kept thinking, boy, you know, wouldn't this be better if I were watching Moon? <laughs> oh, what a great film. <laughs> what happened to Duncan Jones? Okay, so LJ, what did you like about the film? Or what I, did you see in there? That I you told you. Uh, you just that or nothing? Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, and, and then the touching ending. That that's the only thing. your cold heart. Yeah. yeah. I liked Skarsgård. I thought he was, I thought he was good. Well, what, what he had, is, I think he didn't. He was not well served by the script. And I thought that Paul Rudd was very broad. Yeah. They played him really broad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a bold choice. Yeah, definitely. It was strong, very strong choices. It just just didn't work out. Yeah. And plus it was just a world ultimately I didn't want to be in. I didn't want to live in this world. Absolutely not. For sure. Yeah. But it's an ugly world. But I think that's where we are now with science fiction. Everyone's trying to chase Blade Runner and that's what Blade Runner was (laughs) as well. Uh, this movie is definitely trying to play on those tropes to uh, much less success. We got to start stealing better stuff. Oh, no Blade well, Runner for you. They start with, really? <laughs> um, I, I liked Blade Runner. I thought Blade Runner was decent. I just think it was overrated. I agree. Good film, but eh. I, what the twenty forty nine or we're talking about the original Blade Runner? Twenty forty nine. That's a different story. But yeah, original. Uh, the original. Okay. Did you? Which ever I thought read it was a good the, film. Uh, I thought it was a good film. But did you ever read the film? Book? Yeah. Did you ever read the book? Uh, I try not to read books. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> I find, it's a short story, not yeah, really a book. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, book. I mean, the 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 TV is right there. <laughs> like it's right there. The VCR is right there. My first viewing of uh, Blade Runner was the director's cut, which uh, was visually stunning, but I thought was actually kind of bad. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't until years later I watched the theatrical, it was hard to find a theatrical version of it. I had to track down a VHS and that had all the narration, which made it much more of what I thought it was trying to be, which is a film noir detective movie. So you get your detective voiceover, which people say they hate. It's what made the movie finally make sense for me. Really? The narration. Isn't, that the, isn't the, the one with the narration, isn't it the one that gives you that phony Sean Young driving away ending? I'm not talking about the ending. Okay. Forget the ending. The ending in the director's cut and then this final cut are neither here nor there. All of them don't work for me none of them wow okay but what does work is if this movie is a detective film noir movie make Mm -hmm. a detective film noir movie the director's cut removed all that stuff so you're not really sure what's going on and the tone is gone so now we just have these long ponderous shots of cityscapes and people just looking around and nothing's happening where there was (laughs) narration you're like oh okay i see what this movie is this is a detective hard-boiled movie film noir it was also make the argument it was before harrison ford learned to act (laughs) oh how dare you well no the only reason i even brought that up with you saying that you like the one with the narration because um it was Cisco and Ebert that praised the director's cut so much. Of they course. They love the director's cut. And Everybody It just made does. me want to see it. I, I never saw the director's cut except for that ending. I've seen that on YouTube, so I yeah. can't really sit and tell you how it played out and how I felt. But I, uh, I'm i familiar with the one with the narration. It's a said, superior it's just film. It's something I fell asleep on. Yeah. Superior film. It's, I'm not saying it's great. 
but it it makes the film okay. much more enjoyable. Okay. Only uh, pretentious a holes like the other one, and I say that as a pretentious a hole, so I know what I'm talking about. I guess we have nothing else to say about music. Yeah, <laughs> we're done with that. Uh... Except to say, go see Moon. You should see Moon. Absolutely. Moon. Absolutely. Absolutely. See Moon. No, but no, I do no have idea. it on. Uh, I think no. I think I gave it to Stephanie. I think she may have it on Voodoo. Okay, so I'm gonna check, check her Voodoo. Yeah. Bo- Moon's great. All right. With that, we'll talk at you next time. Bye. Peace and chicken grease. Uh, in any case, who uh, loves women like Oakman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Oatman loves the kids too. I just want to get that out there. <laughs> oh, and and I was saying more. Pe- uh, yeah, okay. Never, never mind. I'll, I'll stay out of that. Well, you love pedophiles. I love. No, kids. I didn't say I love. Pe- I said, uh, no, oh God, you're, you're on the wrong I'm side of yeah. history. I'm on, on the one. wrong side of this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>